I'm Robin Amlo of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBSI Views podcast. With me is Jeroen Plagg, Head of Group Strategy and Innovation for ING. We're talking about the future of banking. And let's begin with the particular focus first on ING and what you're doing. What are the innovation drivers that you're currently looking to address? Great question. The approach of ING actually has not changed Dramatically, we continue to focus on our customers and in line with our updated strategy, which is still around the purpose of empowering people to stay a step ahead, we have identified and sharpened our two strategic priorities, providing our customers with a superior customer experience, as well as making sure that sustainability is at the heart of what we do. And the goal of innovation as an enabler is to bring innovation close to our clients to make sure that what it is that we see happening outside when it comes to emerging technologies around the area of digital assets, but also DLT, uh, blockchain technology, but also obviously, well, in in the currently very actual topic of generative AI, but also topics around open finance, what is happening in that space. How can we make sure that we use and apply our knowledge of new technologies in order to deliver on our two strategic priorities, providing for an excellent customer experience, as well as putting sustainability at the heart of what we do. Very excited to hear you have such an emphasis on the customer and the customer experience. This is something that some banks forgot in years past, but it is all about the customer. You are in a service industry. Indeed, indeed, Robin. And that has to do with, well, previous insights, and this is not new to ING or or to any other bank, uh, actually, because, yeah, banking products are being commoditized, have been commoditized. So the goal is to focus on uh, our customers and to make sure that uh, the experience that they have with ING is of a superior nature so that they choose us over Other suppliers, which, well, used to be banks, but as you know, are now also other providers of services and big techs that have obviously entered the fray or fintechs, although fintechs we see also as partners. But obviously with, uh, well, the changes that we see and Apple made a couple of new announcements on buy now, pay later in the US that they started. But we've also seen Amazon and Google being active in the space. So, yeah, it's all about the customer. If they feel that we're providing for an excellent service, we believe that they will continue to come back to us. And that relates to our primary customer concept. We believe that it's uh, it's about uh, providing for this uh, superior customer experience in order to increase the primary customer nature and primary customers are within ING defined as a customer that has one, well, a current account plus another product. Because if you increase stickiness with our customers, they will continue to come back. And we've noted that primary overactive stickiness actually increases by a factor of six. And, And that obviously creates a lot of value for the client and a lot of value for us. The business model is changing, though. The business model needs to adapt, partly for the the open data era, the open finance area, the commoditization of products that you've mentioned. Yeah. You also mentioned sustainability. Sustainability was never a thing for banks in the past. Social governance was never a thing for banks in the past. These two issues are among a whole swathe of others changing how the business model works. Absolutely. Um, I I would like to correct you at ING. 
sustainability, but our, our, our detailed definition has always been very close. But I was very happy when we updated and upgraded the, the strategic priorities that sustainability at the heart has really moved up. And sustainability consists of ENSNG. And previously, I feel that most banks, ING specifically in our corporate banking function, the wholesale bank, we're focusing on E, climate, and providing for sustainability-linked loans. How can we make sure that we support our customers going through their climate transition? What has now been added, because we understand also driven by regulatory changes, i.e., we need to show to the regulator that we're making impact. And if you look at stage one, two, three, now stage one and two, yes, we can make a difference, but it's small impact. Stage three, the lending book of the bank, that is where the real impact is. Hence, that's why we need to work with our clients in order to take them through the climate transition. Again, that is the E. The S I would refer to on the social part to financial health, which also is a very important part, specifically because we see that the changes in people that, well, and specifically with higher interest rates and a lot of inflation, there's a lot of people who are struggling to get by. So that gap is becoming bigger and bigger. And obviously it is also in our interest, but I also feel our social responsibility to make sure that customers are financially healthy. So sustainability has moved from sustainability AE slash mostly climate to ENSNG. And then with ING, there's most focus on E and in S. Governance, obviously, is related also to the regulatory environment. One topic to mention as well, because that also links to the way we approach our customers, is the focus on inclusion, diversity, and belonging. That doesn't only go for our employees at ING, it also goes for our customers. So we don't exclude anybody when talking about the climate transition. We include people. It's easier to say, let's sell our oil and gas book. Rather, we say, because then we have a green lending book. Rather, we say, let's include those clients where we're going to have a tough discussion, but see how we can help them in their climate transition. Okay, we've been talking so far about the future of the banking industry and the future Mm. of ING itself in particular. There's a couple of issues that we need to touch on. One is risk and resiliency. That's changed. The one thing that seems to have come out of the Silicon Valley Bank and the Credit Suisse situations is that, frankly, any bank is potentially only one online rumor away from problems. Digitalization has provided us with many opportunities also to improve, as we discussed earlier, the superior customer experience. At the same time, a digital bank run yeah, is something that we did not know before. Previously, you needed to get in line to get your money from the ATM. And now it is a push on a button. So digitalization clearly has brought us a lot. We also see that uh, from a digitalization perspective, there's a lot of people that are that are feeling left out because they don't are technologically savvy enough to continue to, to, to use all the tools that are available. Following the financial crisis back in 2008, and specifically in Europe, I would argue we have seen a a host of regulation coming our way, providing for capital buffers and stricter regulation to be put in place. So I find that what it is that we have done in in order to become more resilient, well, is is also now proving uh, its worth. But to your point, yeah, digitalization has brought a lot. 
including opportunities to improve our superior customer experience, but also an, an increased yeah, uh, a risk. One obviously also there is, is cybersecurity and the fact that our systems need to be on 24-7. Yeah, we need to make sure that we're always on while making sure that all the data that are going over our networks are obviously safe and secure. We touched on the two strategic priorities. Being safe or secure is one of our four enablers and obviously a very important one because if people can't trust their bank, then our license to operate becomes quite challenging. Let's move on from banking to money. We've been talking about the future of banking. What's the future of money? Because CBDCs, cryptocurrencies, stable coins, digital assets... Um, yeah. complicated. Oh, it's 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 not going to, Robin. It is already quite complicated, I would argue. We at ING see the underlying technology mostly as a phenomenal enabler. Digitizing assets uh, using blockchain technology provides for, in, again, a more superior customer experience because we can go faster, we can go more efficient. We've done a couple of experiments in, in the trading commodity finance space where typically using, well, paper trails, it would take anywhere between 20 to 25 days. And yeah, we can do that in, in a couple of days. And why not go in a couple of, go to a couple of hours? It's possible with digital technology. Now, if you then look at money and, and the forms of digital money that are around, CBDC is a very interesting development. It is not there yet in Europe, but obviously from a political perspective, it is being pushed ahead and we are preparing internally to make sure that if and when we are ready to adopt. We need to properly understand what the benefits are over ways to pay, because specifically in the Netherlands, we have a very strong technological infrastructure where it is very easy. Myself, I yeah, work with my phone, I never carry cash. So digital money or my my, my normal bank account, it, it's about the easiness, the, the customer experience that matters. When you talk about crypto, yeah, do, those I would not refer to as means of payment because one, there's a lot of volatility. Two, it's not widely accepted. Stable coins is a very interesting development, but there should be proper regulatory oversight. Uh, digital assets, yes, you can invest in like any other asset. But to refer to uh, Bitcoin at this point in time as a means of payment, yeah, that, that is not what we are looking at. We're looking at the underlying technology connected to digital assets in order to tokenize assets. Now, I mentioned this example in trading commodity finance. You could look at tokenizing a bond, tokenizing a mortgage. And obviously there, again, focusing on the superior customer experience using technology to make the interaction with our customers easier more personal, more instant, more relevant and seamless. I have to round up on this point. There's a lot mm. of noise and sound and fury about artificial intelligence at the moment. Yeah. How are you using that? How are you expecting to use that in the bank in the future? Yeah, that's a great one, Robin, because it's uh, it's going quite fast. And this morning, actually, we were preparing an internal presentation where we are mimicking a situation where there's actually two bots talking to one another. <laughs> so you making a reservation using your bot and then the bot of the restaurant is talking to your bot. Well, and you would like to make a reservation for three people at 8 p.m. tonight. But the, the bots do misunderstand one another. And, and then we get into all sorts of interesting situations potentially. 
it offers tremendous opportunity. Uh, there is clearly a need for for for, for guidelines, guardrails, and, and regulatory oversight, because if we allow generative AI technology to access any type of data which is out there, yeah, then it's garbage in, garbage out. We've seen the topic of hallucination, uh, where bots make make up stuff. At the same time, we do see, and, and we've been working on AI, i.e. artificial intelligence for quite some time, and we have some interesting use cases where, again, we try to improve on the customer experience when it comes to personalization and, and providing for instant relevant uh, insights for our customers, but also on um, the topic of sustainability. We can use, obviously, open generative AI technologies to scan the annual reports of our customers to look for the information that we require in order to help them to, to go through their climate transition. There are opportunities when you look at efficiency, certain type of jobs that are being done today, which uh, require a lot of paperwork where you scan documents. Yeah, can obviously in the legal space, in the compliance space, KYC, AML can be done by using these type of technologies. So great opportunity in order to improve the customer experience. At the same time, we need to make sure that we guard, put regulatory frameworks in place and have the right oversight. There's all sorts of opportunities, obviously, for people with malicious intent to use these technologies as well. Jeroen Plagg, Head of Group Strategy and Innovation at ING, thank you very much.